0: Father, by your name, Jesus, I come before you today. God, there's a deep, 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 deep working of your spirit in this place today, Lord. Let your name be lifted up. Let it be honored and glorified. God, that the knowledge, God that you want to reveal can be revealed in this service today. Strengthen us, O God. By your name By your power By the working of your spirit We we'll give you honor and glory In Jesus name Amen You can go ahead and be seated Hallelujah Brother Donald Unplug that speaker right there It's giving feedback That way she can turn the mains up Hallelujah Because I can't hear myself She turns it up loud enough It's going to feed back. We're going to have to reset them With this new sound system Thank you, Lord. How many of you appreciate the Lord today? Friday afternoon, about 2 o'clock, I was at the house, and I decided to listen to a prophecy. And I put the one from Alabama on back in July, where I was at Brother Michael's house, and the Spirit of the Lord fell on me there in his living room. If y'all don't have that prophecy, you need to get it, because I've spent probably the last two weeks, there's three prophecies I've been listening to. I've been listening to that one. I've been listening to the one from 9 4 that God spoke right here in this church, and I've been listening to the one from 2-19-17 February this year that God spoke in this church. And I've been listening to them. I've been getting them in my spirit. But I was listening to that prophecy and as I listened to that prophecy the word of the Lord fell on me this is what God spoke to me he said they were daily in the temple and house to house breaking bread and I just started meditating on that I knew where it was in the scripture but I just started meditating on that and I kept hearing the word Daily, 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 daily. They was doing something every day. And the Lord began to deal with me. And he said, my people aren't maturing and going forth. He said, because the way men have structured services and worship, he said, they have hindered the bringing forth of my spirit. And I saw the Lord took me in the spirit and I saw those men of God praying, fasting, seeking, preaching, ministering, teaching on a daily basis. In other words, what they were doing, God had put something in them but there was something activated in them and they were putting it in action daily. You take somebody that exercises and they do it every day. Take these weight lifters; they exercise every day. They go through a, a regiment of exercises every day. And then you take somebody that, let's say they do it four or five hours a day. And then you take somebody that does it six, seven hours a week. Now, who are you going to receive results out of? Those that do it daily. In other words, they're going to gain strength, they're going to gain maturity. And the Lord took me out and I saw them men just laboring. Praying, seeking, moved by the Spirit. Teaching. Preaching. Having miracles. Having deliverance. And they were doing it in the temple and they were going house to house. And then I saw God's people today. It was like a film clip and God's people today was like slow motion. Slow motion. And God said the teaching of when to have church and when to have services that has brought my people down to come in into my presence five to six to seven hours a week, he said it has hindered and stunted the growth and the maturity of what am I putting my people to come forth. He said it slowed it down. Because we are not doing something Daily. We're not activating the gift and the anointing of God that God's put in us and what God told us several months back. It's time to grow. Paul said, Leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on what? Perfection. Let's go on to maturity. In other words, what we're doing is bringing no maturity. Because men has taught us. Come to church two or three hours here, come to church two or three hours there. Three or four days go by, you come to church another two or three hours. So let's say you're in church nine, ten hours a week. How does that compare to daily? Daily. I'll print the notes for you later, but the Lord began to speak to me this morning on my knees. Y'all listen to what I'm telling you. Because the Lord spoke in that prophecy. Because when that word fell on me, I told Lisa, because we set up a YouTube channel a month ago. and I would never done anything with it. I said, you get that camera set up. I said, I'm fixing to speak the word of the Lord. So she got the camera set up. I went and put on, you know, a shirt, a pair of slacks. And we started praying. And I said, well, now, when I, the Spirit of the Lord falls on me, I said, I'm going to tell you to turn that camera on. We started praying. Well, in just a few minutes, the Spirit of the Lord fell on me. And I started speaking the word of the Lord. And what the Lord said, he said, I negate your teachings. I bring them to naught. The way you've been taught to come together and worship me, he said, I bring them to naught. He said, it's got to change. He said, if it don't change, my people will never mature. I don't care what God pours out. If He don't put something in you and you don't mature it, it ain't coming forth. Now I know why God spoke to me what He spoke to me. I was telling my wife the other day, I said, God spoke to me about a fruit tree. You go buy a fruit tree, depending on what size it is, and they've got a tag on it or they tell you when you buy it, this may not produce fruit for four or five years. Y'all ever seen that? You know why? It's immature. It's immature. You can put it in the ground, and it has to grow and gain strength and gain nutrients and get to the place where it can start bringing forth fruit. And when it starts bringing forth fruit, little bitty. First two or three years, it'll it'll bear small fruit, and then as the tree grows, it gets more strength, fruit gets bigger, bigger, more mature, more perfect, tastes better. And as the tree grows, begin to put on fruit. Those limbs that shoot out there that can't put on fruit or can't bring mature fruit, they whack them off. In other words, God said, the tree that bringeth forth fruit, I will prune it that it may bring forth more fruit. But God told us in his word, said people get caught up in cares of life. We've got responsibilities. But I'm going to tell you something, a lot of the responsibilities we got, and God's doing I had somebody tell me one time, Brother Matter, I can't give. I said, Why can't you give? I got too many bills, got too many obligations. I said, Did God make them obligations or did you make them? They just hung their head. They said, I made them. I said, So, in other words, you put yourself in a place where you can't give to God to send the gospel forward because of things you want, because of natural possessions they got mad at me but I can't help it we are doing things that are keeping the working of the Spirit of God from maturing inside of us this ain't God's will This ain't God's will and I don't know what fixing to happen but some fixing change I can tell you I feel it I feel it when I come out from under that spirit you just have to go back and listen to all of it and we put it up on YouTube, it's on YouTube You can go to youtube.com Type in War Revivals, I-N-C Incorporated, just abbreviate it And then Scroll down the page, sometimes it's two Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's four down But you'll see it And this prophecy lasts about 15-20 minutes the Spirit of the Lord fell on me Right there in my living room And I told her, I said If I'm fixing to start doing a Bible study or something, maybe two or three days a week, and we'll put it there. People have got to be taught the truth. People have got to be taught the Word of God, and it's time for people to get up and be about the Father's business. Because if you want this, something's going to change. Something's going to change in us. Something's going to change the way we worship. Something going to change the way we live our lives every day. Because this that God has placed in us is not going to mature if we don't use it. Am I making sense to anybody? doesn't matter what God puts in you when he puts something in you he sows a seed is it God's responsibility to cultivate it dig around it and dug it or is it ours is it God's responsibility to put it in action go back to your Bible studies go back to a Tuesday or Wednesday night Brother Donald set something up if you got to have a Bible study in your home invite people in Teach one night a week. I'm fixing to start having prayer mean Bible study in my home. Something's got to change. Something's got to move God's people to getting up and being about the Father's business. Look with me in Acts, the second chapter. And y'all get it? Say Amen let's go to verse 46 y'all with me and they continued daily daily how? with one accord everybody wasn't scattered everybody wasn't doing their own thing they had that mind of God but it says they continued every day daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. And that ain't talking about natural meat either. That's talking about spiritual meat. They broke the bread of life every day in the temple or they went in somebody's home. They went in somebody's home. And what are we doing? Going to church, leaving church, if you don't have church Tuesday night or Wednesday night, you don't get back to church till the next weekend, then the carnal man, from the time the service ends to the time you come back to service, has time to gain strength, war at you, tear you down, upset you, work in your spirit, set up imagination, set up stumbling blocks, set up strongholds, and so you get back in a service and God pulls him down. Well, what's going to happen when you leave service? The devil is going to start building them back because there's nothing active in you spiritually. I'm not criticizing. I'm telling you what God showed me. Don't think I'm pointing fingers and in any way criticizing. I'm not. But God said, man has done this because he's taught us to come to service just two or three times a week. And he said, by doing this, he said, you, you have limited yourselves... To access of my spirit and said you have limited me from accessing you because most people and a lot of ministers they don't ever yield themselves to the working of the spirit of God unless they're in church don't do it don't do it people don't live in that realm of the spirit of God working we walk out these. churches this church is over, it's like a, a switch will flip. I've said this many times. We'll go right back in the cardinal mind. We start thinking about everything we've got to do, about all our responsibilities. Start, where we're going to eat, what we're going to do, what's going to happen tomorrow, how we're going to cope with this, how we're going to cope with that, and the cardinal mind gets going. Am I criticizing? No, I'm telling you, something got to change. The working of the Spirit's got to Change we got to start giving ourselves to the working of the Spirit and putting in action what God has given us or nothing's ever going to grow. Nothing's ever going to grow. I can keep preaching the Word. I can preach it. Lay it but if something ain't ever activated and we don't ever use what God's given us, how's it going to mature? What did Paul tell us in 1 Corinthians 13? And this is what the Lord spoke to me. I think it's back in 2015 the Lord spoke this to me. You know in part. You prophesy in part. You understand in part. But when that which is perfect or mature is come, then that which is in part is done away with. The Lord told me, he said, that which is perfect has come. The knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding to go to perfection has come, but we're still working in part. Paul said, "I was a child, I as a child, I thought as a child, understood as a child. But when I become a man, what did he say I done? I put away childish things. We're not maturing in our walk and our relationship with God. And it, it ain't God's fault. It's the way men's been taught. I'm not pointing a finger at anybody. I'm just telling you, we got to change. I don't know what we're fixing to do because I'm not just going to jump and do something. But I know that I'm fixing to be up and about the Father's business every day. I mean, I spend time every day in prayer. I spend time in study. I spend time seeking God. Me and my wife spend time in prayer. She'll go to the basement. She'll get up at 6 o'clock every morning go to the basement spend two or three hours in prayer and study. But if it's not being put out somewhere, you ever seen a trash compactor work? Put something in a trash compactor and it pushes it down, compacts it, You just throw it in a bin and everything's loose in there. If that compactor comes down and compacts everything, you got everything in there compacted until you can't put nothing else in it. Well, I think we're compacted with the Word of God. I think God has pressed the Word down in us and hammered the Word down in us so long we're compacted with the Word of God. And it's time for something to move. It's time to get loose. What good is all this? I mean, you go back. My my God, I opened my file in Dropbox the other day and started going down the titles. I said, my God, the Word has been preached to the people in Fort Payne and the people in L.A.J. I, I said, the Word has been preached. And God keeps telling us and God's told us to rise up and go forward. God's told us to He's pouring out his spirit. There's been a greater measure in wisdom and knowledge than what was given at Pentecost being given to us. What did God tell you? He said we're well able. We've made a move to cross Jordan. We made a move to possess the kingdom, we made a move to do anything. Now we're still sitting still. Whose fault is it? Mine. If this church ain't moving forward ain't nobody's fault but mine. I vow to you, and I tell you, in the presence of Almighty God, it will change from this day forward. I am going to get the mind of God, and if I got to be up here every night to do a Bible study, if I got to be in your home, if I got to be in your home, if I got to be in somebody else's home, there the Word of God is fixing to go forward, and we will be in the temple and house to house daily, breaking bread Something's fixing to change. There is a moving of the spirit of God. men I got on my knees this morning. Hallelujah! Let me see if I finish these scriptures. Now, forty-seven, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church what? Have y'all seen the church added to daily? Have you seen the church added to yearly? You seen it added to monthly, weekly, two or three times a year, once every five years? Because you know why? The enemy's deceived us. And he's got to sit and steal. He's got to sit and steal. Because what we're feeling in these services and what God's revealing to us, it works. It's done something in us. It's done something in us. But it can't stop with us. It's like we've got all this inside of us and ain't nothing going forward. Are y'all with me? I know we got responsibilities. I know we got things in the natural we got to take care of, but there are things that we don't have to do. And I've done a breakdown, and I can't remember it right offhand, but I've done a breakdown. If you give yourself eight hours a night to sleep in a week, you got 116 waking hours. When you take away the time of working and everything you do it still brings you down to I think 32 hours a week that you could spend time seeking God and that's about four hours and 30 minutes a day and we ain't by no means activating no four hours and 30 minutes a day in prayer or study or doing something for God and when we do find time we find something to entertain the flesh I've had so many people post on Facebook, I'm bored, I need something to do. You know what I tell them? Go to prayer. I'm restless, it's 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm wide awake. Sound like a good time to get up and pray and study the Word to me.
1: Don't know why I can't sleep.
0: I'm just awake. Go to prayer. <laughs> Seek God. <laughs> they don't want to hear me. They don't want to hear me because my posts are so concentrated on God, the Word of God, the things of God. I've had people absolutely block me. I mean good people. Used to text me, used to ask me about this, that. Don't hear from them. They ain't on my page anymore. They ain't on my news feed. You know why? They don't want to hear about God. They want to live this loose life. They want to live a casual life where the carnality in the flesh comes first. Then God comes second. You can't do it. God's got to be your number one priority. It's got to be your number one priority. Anything that gets between you and your relationship with God, it's like an idol. You got something set up. Like an idol. You gotta turn it loose. Y'all hear me? You gotta turn it loose. Hallelujah. Let's go over to, I think it's Acts five. I may have to go get my notes, but I think I can find it. Hang on with me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Yeah, go. It's in Acts 5 and 41. This is after they was brought before the council and they healed the, the laymen in the temple. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Man, we start having somebody come down on us. I don't know why they're picking on me. I'm just trying to serve God. I do why they're criticizing me. I ain't doing nothing, nobody. I'm trying to serve God. Well, God starts working miracles out here on the street. And I'm telling y'all, if we'll put this in action, let this thing start maturing. The Spirit of God's gonna move on you wherever you're at. You put yourself in my shoes. Friday, when the word of the Lord fell on me, and I turned right around, got everything set up, and had to wait for the Spirit of God to move on me to speak that word. But I knew it was the mind of God. in about five minutes? The Spirit of God fell on me. wasn't in church. <laughs> wasn't in church. But the Spirit of God fell, and I spoke powerful for about 15, 20 minutes. And I asked my wife after we got through, I said, How do you do what we just done? The Spirit of God don't move on people. In their living room, in their kitchens, on the street, at the post office, in a grocery store. Everybody's confined God to church. They confine the working of the Spirit. To two, or three hours a day here, two, or three hours. Man, most of them ain't even in church two hours anymore. Heard a guy preaching back in the, the, the 50s. He said he went by a church and they had a sign on the out front. In on time and out by nine. See, we've set these services. Now hear what I'm saying. We've set these services, and we said, all right, God, we're going to come together at 11 o'clock. We're going to come together at 10.30 and go to prayer at Elegy. And when we get through praying, we're going to be in service waiting on the working of your spirit a couple hours, and we want you to move and do what you want to do in that time we give you. Now don't you bother me no other time, Lord, because that's my time. Woo! y'all getting quiet on me you see what man's teachings has done to us we're going to have a revival three services <laughs> I used to tell people when I was in the tent ministry I said I'm here and I'm here for two weeks plus man come to me one night he said brother middle, why you going to stay so long I said most preachers go out put 10 up 3 or 4 days 7 days maybe 8 days I said they take it down they're gone I said man it takes me 7 8 days to run the devil off <laughs> and get people to the frame of mind where they can really receive because you got to tear down people's carnality you got to tear down what's got people bound it'll take you 7 8 good days to get people in a place to receive I said first week's preparation second week God can move And people have allowed, and it's because they hadn't been taught, they've allowed the carnal mind to dominate them 90% of their time because we've got natural responsibilities. We've got things we've got to deal with. But you know the Bible speaks about it in Luke. It says that the cares of this life will choke out the word. That it brings forth no fruit to perfection didn't say you wouldn't bring forth fruit I believe there's fruit working in everybody under this word there's fruit working in people but is the tree going to grow enough to bring forth a mature fruit are we going to do what it takes are we going to let God prune us are we going to let God dig about us and dung us what did he say in Luke 13 to the gardener when he come in he said that fig tree there, he said, stood there all these years I ain't produced one fig I ain't produced nothing worth eating he said, now cut it down. He said, why cumber it the ground? The gardener said, give me another year. Let me prune it. Let me cultivate it. Let me water it. Let me dig about it, dung about it, fertilize it. If it don't bring forth no fruit, then we'll cut it down. I'm going to dig about y'all. I'm going to dung you. I'm going to water you. I'm going to prune you. And if you don't get up and get about the Father's business, I go, I'm going to make it so uncomfortable on you. I'll come to your home and preach a Bible study. If you want me to. But you need to get you some services where you can teach some Bible studies or go out and preach. Man, you got some short days. You don't have to have two or three days to fast and pray, seek the face of God to get a word. Because see, I'm not waiting for the Spirit of the Lord to come on me anymore. It's in here. When I got praying the other day, that word of the Lord was already in here. I just waiting for the Spirit of God to give me the right time to activate it. I'm not waiting no more for the Spirit of the Lord to come on me because He's He's living in me. Y'all understand what I'm saying? In the days I grew up in the healing revivals, they had to wait for the Spirit of the Lord and the gifts and the anointing to come on them. People have been used by the gifts because the Spirit of the Lord's come on them. My Christ don't, don't work by the gifts. He said in that prophecy in Alabama, he said, I didn't work by the gifts. He said, I worked by the authority and dominion of God. He was the gifts. God don't need us set up. I didn't have to have a song service and a testimony service and people worshiping God for the word of the Lord to come out of me Friday. You understand what I'm saying? This up here is wrong thinking. God said negate your thinking, negate your teaching. That that word negate means blotted out, non existent. Get rid of it. I don't care if God brings us in here at midnight. I don't care if I come to your house at 9 o'clock in the morning to teach, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 8 o'clock at night, or 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't care. You know when they done all their ministering in the Bible? Daytime. Because they didn't have any electricity. If they'd done anything at night, it had to be by torchlight or candlelight. And what did it say that Paul was long speaking at about midnight? The guy fell out of the loft. Fell three stories, broke his neck. Paul went down and fell on him. God resurrected him, brought life back into him. And Paul went on back up, preached the daylight. See, we've limited. We've put God in the box. We've put God in these parameters. we said, all right, God, now move in this allotted time. I don't think that's pleasing to the Lord. I don't think that's pleasing to the Lord. And because we've not activated the Spirit of God that's in us, we've not grown in confidence. We've not grown in wisdom. We've not grown in strength. We've not grown in understanding. We know the Word. There's a knowledge of the Word being revealed in us, but it's producing nothing because it ain't activated. We need a catalyst. Y'all know what a catalyst is? In chemistry, a catalyst is something that activates. I believe there's fixing to be a fire God's gonna activate. I believe it's fixing to activate. Hallelujah. And they were daily in the temple and in every house. They ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. I don't want you going out here and preaching some good word to stir the flesh. I want you to declare this kingdom. I want you to start teaching people the basics of the kingdom. What the kingdom is. The difference between heaven and the kingdom of heaven. Stay with the word. People have enough good preaching. I done contacted about three or four churches on Facebook. And I don't know why people post a church page. You can't find out who the pastor is. Can't find out what day they have service or what time they have service, and I've had to contact two or three churches. Say, "Well, what times you services? What day do you have service? Ain't nothing on your church page about it." And they contacted me back because I'm fixing. I, I told her, I said, "It's going to be hard on me Sunday nights." I said, "But I'm fixing to start visiting churches on Sunday nights, and if I'm up here, I'm going to start visiting some on Tuesday and Wednesday nights." Cause I'm gonna be up and about the Father's business. If I go in them, God uses me. That's fine. If He don't, that's fine. But I'm gonna tell you something. I walk in some of these churches. I'm gonna make some pastors awful nervous. Cause there's a lot of them know me. They know the word that's in me. They know what I stand for. <laughs> I said, brother, matter you going? I'm going to present myself to the Lord. Cause that's what Paul done. Paul went in the temples. Paul went among the Jews. Everywhere there's having church, he went in. Everywhere there's talking religion, talking discussions about this or that. When he went to Mars Hill, they had people there that didn't do nothing but talk about and try to find out what was new, what was different, what was going on. And Paul went in and started preaching the resurrected Christ. He went in and started preaching the resurrected Christ and got their attention. And they come to him and said, well, if you'll come back tomorrow, we want to hear more about this resurrection. When we start talking about the resurrection. some said, I ain't nothing to that. Some thought it was silly. Some thought it was superstition. Some thought it was crazy. But there's some who got their interest. You ain't going to get everybody's interest. But you're going to get some. And when this thing got so strong in the apostles, in Acts the 6th chapter, they were so busy taking care of things that their families were being neglected. Needs of the church were being neglected. They were so busy ministering and praying and seeking God that things in the church started getting neglected. Their families started getting neglected. I'm talking about in their daily needs because they got so caught up in prayer. And they called the 12 together and they said, It is not meant for us to leave the Word of God and serve tables. Or it's not meant for us to leave what God's put in us and go out here and take care of all these natural things. He said, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the Word. I've been giving myself continually to prayer, Brother Donald, but the ministry of the Word's gone lacking. The ministry of putting that Word out there has gone lacking. That's the reason I'm fixing to start doing Bible studies. I'm fixing to go from house to house. I'm fixing to go from house to house. I'm fixing to start having prayer meetings. I'm fixing to go visit churches. The Lord moves on me, that's fine, and they throw me out, that's fine. I don't care. It's time for people to know there's something real in God. I don't know if I put a word of the Lord on the radio, whether they'll leave us on the radio or not. I don't know, but the word of the Lord's fixing on the radio. Some of these prophecies God's been hitting me with, they fixing on the radio because people looking for something. They're looking for something and they can't find it in an ordinary church. Y'all hear me? They can't find it. And I want y'all to listen to what I'm telling y'all because y'all are going to think I'm crazy. give me your concentration and you can write this down if I be a the Lord told me that path of that eclipse where the totality was he said everywhere every town every city every state he said that it's in that old totality he said I'm fixing to give them a visitation of the fire of the Holy Ghost <laughs> feel the witness of that And you know what God told me? He said this eclipse is a sign. He said as it comes in, he said I'm going to begin to blot out the teachings of man. He said at the full totality of it, he said it's a sign that I'm negating the doctrines and teachings of man. He said, and it moves out. He said the news coming in. Woo! (laughs) It takes God to tell you something like that. It takes God. He said, I'm fixing to do away with the old leaven because what people got in them of the old, my God, leaven will swell. He said, the the leaven of the old is keeping people bound. In doctrines of man, they're old traditions. Uh, The way they're seeking me, the way they're worshiping me. He said, I'm blotting out the old uh, and I'm bringing in the new. (laughs) And that's why I was praying today. I said, God, shift it. Shift it over. Carter K and J is about 11 miles out of the path of totality. I said, shift it. Shift it, Lord. You said, Brother Meador, you can't do that. Joshua told the sun and the moon to stand still. Are you hearing me? Elijah told fire to come down from heaven. Isaiah went before Hezekiah. He said, Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. Turn around and walked out. Bible says, Before he got to the center of the king's court, the Lord said, Turn around and go back. Said, I've heard his prayers. I've seen his tears. Because the time Isaiah walked out, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to weep. I said, God, I walked up right before you. I've done your word. I've done everything I know to do. God, have mercy on me. And God heard his prayers. God's seen his tears. Isaiah turned around and walked back in. I said, The Lord's heard your prayers. He's seen your tears. He's going to raise you up and add to your life 15 the years. Isaiah went ready to leave. He said, Wait a minute, boy. He said, Don't come in here and tell me I'm fixing to die. And then turn around and come back telling me I'm going to live. He said, I want to sign. Isaiah said, okay. He said, What you want God to do? He said, God will either send the shadow of the sundial forward ten degrees or backward ten degrees to confirm to you I've spoken the word of the Lord to you. Y'all believe God will shift this thing to confirm to y'all I've spoken the word of the Lord. (laughs) This guy looked at Isaiah. He said, man, he said it's a light thing for God to send it forward. (laughs) Tell him, back it up 10 degrees. I figured out the degrees on a sundial one time. God backed the sun up in the sky two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Got back the sundial, back to the shadow of the sun up in the sundial of Ahaz, just to confirm a word to Hezekiah the king. Because one man went and got on his knees and cried out to God and prayed, said, "Lord, you told me to give him a sign, and you told me it could either go forward or backward." He said, "Backward." Y'all think it's any harder for God to back the sun up it is for Him to send it forward? No. I'm telling you, I saw the word of the Lord spoke to me. He said, as that eclipse starts, he said it's gonna be a sign I'm purging out old doctrine. He said, when it gets to the totality where it's fully covered, the sun, he said, all the old doctrine will be blotted out of my people's spirits. And he says it moves over, he said the news is gonna to begin to come in. Woo! We better get ready. We fix to be doing something in the temple daily and going house to house. There's a movement of the Spirit of God. You know why? When you start doing more for God and you start presenting yourself to God, what God's put in you is going to become activated. It's going to come into maturity. We've been getting all this Word. We've been getting all this working of the Spirit. God's been prophesying. I mean, the Lord moved. I had six ministers in my home last New Year's Eve. And God spoke and told us, told Brother Michael, told my wife, spoke by both of them, he said, this is your upper room experience. God spoke several different times about there being a working of the Holy Ghost that would go beyond the day of Pentecost. And so I'm asking God the other day, why ain't we see nothing? Why ain't this, I know I'm feeling different, I know there's something in here, that word of the Lord is in here, I'm just waiting for it to get loose so the other day God let me know you ain't doing nothing with what I give you when they got what they got on the day of Pentecost they went out began to preach prophesy speak the word of the Lord baptized 3,000 that first day and then turned right around started having miracles and was in the temple daily and going house to house every day breaking bread breaking the meat of the word well thank you Jesus I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost I'm saved, sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost been testimony for years but they never got outside the church walls are you criticizing Brother Miller? no, I'm trying to tell you God can't work in us if we're not going to put in action what he gives us God can't work in us you hear me he can't work in us if we're not going to let what he's put in us come to maturity making sense it's this generation no generation has ever seen in an individual or individuals what will happen in their lives if they totally surrender themselves to the Lord and spend their time seeking God studying the word and being led by the spirit there ain't no generation ever seen it fixing to you think to see something happen in your pastor because I will not any longer allow things of this natural life to dominate the working of the Spirit of God that God's placed in here I'm coming forth and I'm telling you by the Spirit of God if I know what I'm feeling there is fixing to be a baptism of the Holy Ghost in tongues of fire God done it at Pentecost I had a vision of it in 93 I saw it fall again and the Lord said not since the day of Pentecost has there been this kind of outpouring I just told you all about it last week or the week before I seen literal tongues of fire about a foot tall about 3 or 4 inches from the top they were forked they were split that's what cloven means cloven tongues of fire it set on them in that upper room they went out with the fire of God inside of them they went out with the fire of God in them, and they began to speak God's Word. They didn't try to contain that. They didn't try to shut it up. They didn't try to hold it back, but they started using it. They just kept using it, just kept using it. And in that vision I saw, I saw cloven tongues of fire set down on these young people. This young generation, I saw it set down on them, and then begin never never preach, never prophesied, never done anything. Go out and begin to prophesy the Word of the Lord, preach the Word of the Lord, speak God's Word, lay hands on people. God started doing miracles. Why? God activated them, God activated them, and they went out and was moved by the spirit. We got all this word, all this knowledge, all this wisdom, God's even started gifting us, and here seven, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty years later. you got people been serving God thirty and forty years. got people in Fort Payne been serving God over forty years. What are they doing with it? Absolutely nothing. had somebody come to me several years ago Brother Metter I need a place to preach I said you need what I need a place to preach can't get none these churches I said I'll open the door for you where I started thank you Brother Metter I appreciate that where is it on the street corner I, 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 I can't preach on the street I said you can't preach on the street you can't preach in the church I said well, well maybe God will give me a 10 I said you got a big blue one out there get under it and start preaching you got a big blue sky over you go preach go preach go stand on the courthouse steps preach well I'm going to get in trouble I said did the apostles get in trouble yeah but I said but what I said you want to do something for God you got a call you got an anointing I said I went to the hospitals I went to the jails I went to the nursing homes I went to prisons preached on the street corner traveled slept in my car when I had a car (laughs) y'all don't realize brother I started out with nothing I didn't have nothing I just got through preaching on the street corner and I was walking and hitchhiking and the Lord spoke to me. He said, I want you to form a corporation called World of Bibles. I'm going to send you around the world and you're going to preach the gospel all over the world. He said, I'm going to give you equipment. and said, you're going to start reaching people. At that time, gas was about 17 to 20 cents a gallon. I reached in, turned my pockets out on my blue jeans. There wasn't nothing in them. I said, God, if I had a car... I couldn't put a gallon of gas in it. And you telling me you're fixing to send me around the world and you want me to form a corporation named World Revivals and you're fixing to send me around the world and give me equipment. Since that time, I bought over $200,000 worth of tents, trucks, travel players, sound systems, and been to India five or six times, been to the Philippines, been to Central America, South America, preached the gospel all over Canada and half across the United States. And God's blessed me and give me ability. I ain't never been as far down financially as I was since I preached on the street, but that's going to change too. We're getting equipment. we getting what we need to do something for God with. Why? The old's going out. And the news coming in. (laughs) It takes God to do things like this. It takes God to speak these kind of things. Are you hearing me? But it ain't coming without a fight. It ain't coming without a warfare. It ain't coming. Without you make up your mind, you're gonna set your heart to seek God. And you're gonna get up and you're gonna be about the father's business. You're gonna come to prayer meeting here at the church. You're gonna if Brother Donald has a Bible study, go back him up. Sister Kathy has a Bible study, come back her up. Sister Pat, I don't know if you can find a place to minister or teach or whatever. I I don't know if you can do it in your home. If you can't, find you somebody else's home. Find you a small building. Go preach your sister Kathy. Go teach your brother Donald. Do something. Get active. Get active. Get active. Y'all hear me? Get active. Get active. Get active. Get up and about the Father's business daily on a daily basis. God kept telling me when I was sitting there. He said daily they were in the temple. Daily they went house to house. I, daily they sought me daily they ministered I, daily they taught They put my word into action and he said I said in my word that I will confirm the word with signs following Lord you ain't doing nothing I got news for you child you ain't doing nothing But God, you said you was going to pour out the Holy Ghost like another day of Pentecost. I put the seed of it in you. Don't y'all love y'all's pastor? God put the seed of us in it. He put the seed of this wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. How many churches have ever heard the word preached to destroy the carnal mind? They think the carnal mind's something you're born with. You got to keep it with you. The carnal mind's the spirit. And my wife ain't yet revealed what God told her. He give He give her another clue to the carnal mind the other day. And now God is showing us the reason we ain't moving forward, growing forward. Ain't nothing growing. We ain't doing nothing. And it's the way we've been trained up. It's the way we've been raised. Man, when I was growing up, you think I wanted to go to church when I was a boy? Not when school was going on. Because they'd drag us in the house about 1.32 o'clock in the morning and dump us in bed. You know what I'm talking about. 5.36 o'clock next morning, we had to get up and go to school. Mom and Daddy had to get up and go to work. If you said something about a three-day revival in those days, they'd laugh you silly. Three days... Because revivals back then went two and three and four weeks and longer. And the bigger preachers had meetings for six and seven and eight weeks, have a morning service, an afternoon service, and an evening service. You'd have seven, eight, ten thousand in a morning service, three or four thousand in an afternoon service, fifteen, twenty thousand in a night service. And you wouldn't get out until ten, thirty, eleven, eleven, thirty, twelve o'clock. And then have to go home. Time you got home is one, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But see, prayer was made in our homes. Prayer was made in our homes. When daddy wasn't there, mama would get us around that big recliner in the living room with five kids there. And teach us the word of God. Talk to us. By the time I was eighteen years old, I went and visited my grandmama and she's Church of Christ. And we go walking up the sidewalk going to the church doors and there'd be a smoking brigade on each side. People sucking cigarettes. blew my mind. I never seen people do that. Because I went to what we call homeless churches. But I remember one day I went in the Sunday school room, about ten, twelve years old, if I was even that. Because I like to go visit my grandmama, my mama's mama, she'd take me fishing. We'd be on the river bank as the sun was coming up. We'd take a cooler with drinks and sandwiches. and We'd stay there. till the sun went down. And my grandmama was a fisherman. <laughs> it didn't matter whether it was biting or not. She'd stay there. She'd give three, four, five hours. They wasn't biting. She had another fishing hole. We'd go soak a worm in that one. And she cut her own bait. There was a plant used to grow probably about this high. And I I don't know what they call them. She called them horseweeds. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it or not. But you look at that stalk, and somewhere going up that stalk, maybe two or three places, there'd be a big old knot. You cut that stalk and you taper it about five or six inches above and five or six inches below that big knot. She'd soak it and water, wrap it in the cloth, put it in the refrigerator, we'd get out there on that bank, she'd take a knife and go down below that knot, go up above that knot, break it open, there'd be a big fat worm about like that. she called them horseweed worms. And buddy, you talking about catching bass? Crappie, bass, anything out there, buddy, you'd tear it up. But I'd go stay with Grandma, because we'd go fishing. We'd stay on that riverbank all day long. And most time, we'd come in with a big cooler full of fish. Her youngest boy, my uncle, was my mama's brother. He was a lot younger than my mama. And he he went fishing with his mama when he had grown up. Later on he got bass masters. And I've seen him go out fishing and come in, he'd have a he'd he'd have a cooler full of bass like this. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight pound bass. I mean, he'd spend all day out there in the boat and just tear them bass up. But I like to go fishing with Grandmama. But I had to go to church with her. <laughs> no music. <laughs> I'm not criticizing anybody, but no music. And they'd stand up and sing them songs like, When I See the Blood, I'll Pass Over You, and, you know, Christ. They'd sing all them songs, but no music. They didn't believe in music. I've i to sit there and listen to the preacher, but he didn't last about 20 minutes, thank the Lord. Because he wouldn't like my preachers. I remember my son went home with somebody. Went to school with him when he was, how old was he? Eight, nine, ten? He went home with whoever it was with that big church over there. They run three or four thousand people. And they had a big thing for the youth. And they'd take them in a separate building. And they'd have a band in there. Supposed to be playing gospel songs, like rock and roll. he just looked in and come home and told his mama, He said, There ain't nothing about God in that place. (laughs) Him just said, make years old. But I said all that to say this. Went to Sunday school class, and teacher asked a Bible question about somebody in the Bible buddy. I started spitting it out. Said, that's good. Ask another question. I raised my hand, yeah? Boom, 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 boom. Ask another question. (coughs) Boom, 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 boom. Because I'd been taught by everybody in the Bible. i done it in Pentecostal church one time, I was about 17, 18 years old. And I didn't go to church back then and serve God. I went back to church back then to see what kind of pretty girls was in church. I was just a teenage boy. Man, I was popping things off. One girl in the class, she said, Won't you give somebody else a chance? I said, Well, speak up then. <laughs> but I knew. I've been taught about the people of God I've been taught all the history I've been taught about everybody in the Bible there probably wasn't one person in the Bible I hadn't, didn't have some kind of knowledge about because that's what I was taught but we were given to prayer my mom and daddy prayed and if we got sick and they prayed for us and the sickness didn't leave they'd call a half a dozen people from the church over and they'd get in prayer and they would pray till that sickness left us I've been healed of measles, mumps, chicken pox. I've seen God heal broke bones, bad burns, every kind of congestion, every kind of childhood disease. been healed of every one of them. Why? They had a relationship with God. We don't have that now. But see, back then, people exercised what they believed. There was a hunger to go to the house of God. There was a hunger to have the reality of God move in your life. But when that healing revival started dying out, in the 60s and going on into there wasn't nothing to motivate people there wasn't nothing to move people the desire to go to church left preachers began to change the way they preached and people were not taught that the fullness of the Christ could live in them they got being taught everything was up there spiritual wickedness in high places has bound God's people to their powerless and helpless and hopeless on this earth Y'all don't know what we're fighting. We're fighting spiritual wickedness in high places. We're fighting principalities and powers. We're fighting rulers of darkness in this world. The Lord showed me that's you, that's you sorcerers. That's you witchcraft. You say, Brother matter that don't affect nothing. Except things spiritual. I'm gonna show you something God showed me. Go to Revelation eighteen. We're gonna learn something together today. Because I had never seen this scripture. and I'm fixing to bring this to a close I had no idea how the spirit of the Lord was going to move because I'm going to tell you something I felt the spirit of prophecy on me the whole time I was praying y'all with me? Revelation 18 and I'm going to go back to 21 and I'll elaborate on this later Revelation 18 verse 21 and a mighty angel Took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it in the sea, saying, "Thus with violence shall this great city Babylon be thrown down." Babylon is a spirit. Babylon's the spirit of the world. Babylon's the spirit of idol worship. Okay, he said, "With what violence this great city is going to be torn down?" Did Jesus not tell us in Luke eleven? I mean Matthew eleven and verse twelve, the kingdom of heaven suffereth what, violent. and the violent do what? So he said, we're going going to take Babylon down with violence. We're going to bring Babylon down with prayer. We're going to get violent in prayer. Man, I felt a violence come on me in prayer this morning. I felt something move on me, and i seen the Word of God. i seen God start baptizing the Holy Ghost in fire, and i seen the Word of God like fire shut up in our bones. We couldn't contain it. This thing fixing to get real. It's fixing to get real, but if you don't get real with it, God's fixing to leave you behind. God's going to have somebody that's going to be up and about the Father's business you may have your responsibilities I know there's people got to work I know you got natural things but buddy after work schedules over with there's something going to move you to prayer there's something going to move you out on the street to preach there's something going to move you in a Bible study you're going to go to the house of God you're going to go house to house you're going to be in the temple on a daily basis breaking bread giving out meat and God is going to put you in a place he can use you and mature you and grow you up am I making sense? We can't go forward if we don't go forward. We keep sitting still and wanting God to do something else. Yeah, we do. God, why ain't you doing something? You told us you was going to pour out a move like the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. God, I ain't seeing nothing happening. Well, are you happening? doesn't matter what God gives us, it's got to be used. It's got to be cultivated. It's got to be watered. It's got to have a place to grow. Amen. Did y'all never read in the Bible where it says Jesus grew and waxed strong in spirit and grew in wisdom and statue and favor with God and men? What did he do? He grew. Waxed strong in spirit. He grew in wisdom and knowledge. You know why? Because he presented himself to the Father. Continually he presented himself to the Father. Well, Lord, I know there's church tonight, but I'm just too tired. (laughs) Go to the house of God. Get in prayer. God will refresh you. God will revive you. God will move in you. It might be the working of the Spirit of God in you that's going to speak the Word somebody needs in the church that night. It might be you going to a Bible study and the Spirit of God move on you whether you're ministering or not and use you in a gift, use you in an anointing, use you in something to encourage somebody to destroy a yoke off of them. How long are we going to serve God before we mature? Don't y'all get mad at me. I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm telling you, it's the way we've been taught that we've been pulled out of the presence of God. What's done it? Spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Church didn't used to be like that. People used to go to church almost every day. And they stay in the presence of God. They, didn't, they, they wouldn't end in seven and out by nine. I remember old Jack Coe. He was an alcoholic. His dad was a gambler. Lost everything they had. Left his family. His mama had to put him in an orphanage. He was about, I think, 13, 14, maybe 15 years old. And she remarried and his stepdad come and got him. But he, he was raised in an orphanage. And he became an alcoholic because his daddy was an alcoholic. He didn't have a kind of family life, no kind of structure. He become an alcoholic. He works as a salesman day by day, go out to bars and drink all night. Come in drunk, get up next morning, go to work, go out and drink again every night, just drinking, drinking, drinking. He said, I was on my way to church, uh, to a bar one night. He said, I went by a little old Nazarene church, and said, a voice spoke to me and said, Go inside. He said, Office Hall went inside. He said, then people started singing a song, I'm in the Glory Land Way, and said they sang 68 times the chorus, I'm in the Glory Land Way, and said every time they sang it, it, got louder and faster, louder and faster, louder and faster, louder and faster. He said, I ain't never been in that kind of church in my life. He said, I went to these formal churches where the preacher didn't get off the platform, didn't move, said he stood behind the pulpit. Said he didn't move. He said he was dead and quiet. And he said, I've never been around nothing like this. He said, why they was singing? He said, a lady up in front of me jumped up, hollered, God's in the fire. It's the fire, send the fire. God's send the fire. He said, I got to looking around and see if there's any fire anywhere. <laughs> he said, It wasn't very long after she'd done that, lady up rode behind me, jumped up, and started hollering, God's in the rain! Send the rain, God. We need the rains of the Holy Ghost. Send the rain. He said, I was sitting there. He said, there was something. I could feel something in the air. He said, I didn't know what was going on. He said, I leaned over this little woman beside me. He said, excuse me, ma'am. She said, yes, son. He said, I'm a little confused. She said, "Well, what is it you confused about?" He said, "That one up there hollering send the fire. This one back here's hollering send the rain." She, he said, "I want to know what it is y'all want her down here." said she jumps up and started hollering, "God send both of them! Send both of them! Send both of them!" He said that got, that preacher got to preaching, and he said he was telling me how sorry, low down, and no good I was. What kind of sorry life I was living. And he said, I was sitting on the edge of my seat. He said, and that preacher gave that altar call and told people to come repent. He said, he said, I couldn't sit in my seat. He said, I went down there and got on my knees and started crying out to God. He said, I didn't know what to pray for. I didn't know what to ask for. He just said, I just started saying what that preacher said ask God forgive me of my sins. He said, started saying God forgive my sins. Lord forgive my sins. God forgive my sins. God fill me with the Holy Ghost. I don't know what it is but fill me with it. God forgive my sins. Forgive my sins. He said about 15 minutes in that altar he said something come off of me and said something come down in me. He said I felt light. I felt joyous. He said I felt something surged down in me. He said I didn't know how to say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. The glory to God. He said I got up and started running down up and down that aisle hollering hot dog I got it 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 he said cause something happened to me he said about 1.32 o'clock that morning he said I went in singing praising God he said I went in and woke my mama he said I usually come in drunk they can hear me come in he said this time I went in the bedroom knocked on the door I said mama you awake she said I am now <laughs> He said, Mama, I just want to tell you something. She said, What, son? He said, Mama, I got saved tonight. said, I got saved tonight. Mama, I just want to tell you I got saved tonight. Since so She rolled over and looked at my stepdad and said, My God, he's drunk. Go put him to bed. <laughs> said He would really drunk tonight. So my stepdad came up and took me in the bedroom. He so said, started trying to get my pajamas on, and he said, He'd pull this sleeve off and take hold of that arm, said this and go up. Hot dog, I got it. He said it took him about twenty-five minutes to get my pajamas on, get me in bed. Said he started out of the room. He said I sat straight up in bed, throw both hands up. Hot dog I got saved tonight. He said, My God, will you pass out, go to sleep, or do something? So he said I got up the next morning, felt so joyous, felt so good. Felt something moving down in my spirit. He said, I went in and sat down at the breakfast table said, Mom put breakfast on the table in front of me. And he said, I just sat there and looked at it. She said, What's the matter, son? He said, Well, Mom, ain't we supposed to say something? She said, What? Well, said, I've seen you and stepdad pray over your food. Ain't we supposed to pray over it? She said, What's wrong with you this morning? You ain't never asked about praying over your food. He said, I'm telling you, Mom, I got saved. I got saved last night. She looked at him and said, "Are you still drunk this morning?" I said, "No, Mama. I'm telling you, I got saved." stepped Sit stepdad sitting there, looked at me. Said, "Mama was looking at me." He said, "Mama," he said, "I ain't being no disrespect." He said, "But I got something you and granddad, you and stepdad ain't got." She said, "My stepdad looked at him and boy you said enough. You better shut your mouth.'" He said, "I'm telling y'all, I got saved." I said, "I'd go out of a morning singing, come in of an evening singing." I said, "We was in revival." He said, "I get ready and go church." He said for six months, almost every night. He said I went to church. He said we had a revival in the church. Then we moved out under an old tent. He said I went to several different church revivals. He said I come in one night. He said my mom looked at me and said, "Son, would you think about staying home tonight?" He said, "No, mom, we've got to go to church." She said, "Son, I've seen people get religion, but I ain't never seen nobody act as crazy as you have over religion." said you won't stay home tonight he said oh, no mama i can't he said well then me and your stepdad's going with you we won't find out what these folks done to you he said i told my hands up. i said hallelujah that's what i've been waiting on so he so said we went to that tent meeting and said the spirit of god moved and said that preacher preached and said my 73 year old gray-headed mama when that preacher gave that altar call, she said, she looked at my stepdad said, you going? He said, no, I'm not. I said, then you get out of my way. i got to go. <laughs> said, she got down on her knees and that sawdust threw her hands up in the air and said, God. He said, I've seen you do something for my boy. I've seen you do something for Jack. I said, God, I don't know what he's got. I don't know what. I've been going to church all my life and I ain't never got what he's got. Said, but God, give me what Jack's got. Give me what Jack's got. Give me what Jack's got, Lord. Whatever it is, whatever you got to do, give me what my son's got. Give me what Jack's got. Said so about fifteen, twenty minutes. She come up out of that sawdust, throw them hands up in the air. Said, Jack, I know what you talking about now. I said, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Thank you, Jesus. I, I got it. People don't get saved anymore. They don't get nothing to keep them anymore. He said, the "Time she got out of the altar, said about one thirty-two. I don't know why I'm going this way, but I, maybe it'll help somebody." <laughs> she said, "About one thirty-two o'clock in the morning. The time we headed home," said our stepdad. "said My stepdad done gone off and went on home. Said I think he's ashamed of both of us. because we was acting like a bunch of nuts." He said so. We was on our way home. They just opened one of them twenty-four-hour grocery stores. Said so we, so. we just decided we'd buy groceries. Said me and my. Mom went in there, said, "I was pushing the buggy." She come, we come to this big old display of canned tomatoes, and she said, "Jack, you know what that red on the tomatoes reminds me of?" I said, "No, mom, what?" She said, "The blood of Jesus just washed my sins away." she said well, she, she said that spirit of God hit me and she said I, he said I went up one aisle down the other pushing that buggy talking in tongues magnifying God he said every cash washer in that store quit working everybody quit shopping to watch an old lady and her son rejoice and magnify God for salvation he said when I come to myself he said I was talking in tongues I, he said and I was leaning over the meat counter I, he said when I opened my eyes looked up there stood the old butcher I, mopping his eyes with that old bloody apron I, he said you've been a part- a tent revival, ain't you? He said, yeah, I have. He said, my wife went up there about three or four weeks ago and got one of them their treatments. And says said, I'm so miserable. He said, she's singing and shouting and praising God. He said, I can't sleep, I can't eat, I can't rest. He said, if I don't go up there and get one of them treatments, I ain't gonna be able to live with her much longer. he said about two or three nights later here, here come that old butcher down the aisle throwed up his hands, fell in the altar said God give me what my wife's got give me what my wife's got a miserable Lord I said, there's such joy, there's such peace in her there's such happiness in her God give me something I, give me what she's got save me Lord, forgive my sins I said it wasn't just a little while that old butcher come up time, that, of that altar shouting and praising God hollering I got it people need to get something people need to get a joy they need to get a joy. They need to get a working of the Holy Ghost. And they need to be up and about the Father's business. We've sat still too long, church. I'm telling you, get something in action. don't get you some places to preach and teach. You don't have to... See, we've limited God to nights and weekends. We act like we can't preach on a Monday night or a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. We act like we can't pray or have a Bible study during the day. Everything's got to be at night. We've limited. Y'all hear me? We've limited the working of the Spirit of God. But if we're going to go do something, we need to preach the kingdom. Tell them about the kingdom. Tell them about the working of the Spirit of God. What God wants to do. And I'm going to tell you something. We'll start doing it. The Lord will confirm the Word with signs following he'll do it and then you'll find the spirit of God moving on you in Walmart you'll find the spirit of God moving on you at the gas pumps you'll find the spirit of God moving on you in the restaurants you'll find the spirit of God begin to activate and then next thing you know that thing will be growing in you that work into the spirit of God that authority of that dominion we was at my daughter's yesterday My grandson turns four Tuesday. We were sitting there eating with him and, you know, going to do his cake and everything. And my wife was talking about the eclipse. And I said, Don't think I hadn't prayed for God to shift that thing. Instead of me having to go out there among all them crazy folks, I said, I can watch it right from the deck of my trailer if God will shift that thing. Shift that path of totality. Because it likes about what one percent? Point two five percent. And she wants it a hundred percent. She said, Well it ain't gonna happen again for several hundred years. I want the whole thing. I said, All right. She was talking like that, and I looked at my daughter and I said, "Don't think I ain't prayed for God to move that thing." My daughter said, "Well, Daddy," she said, "I know how you pray since you got a red telephone, the hotline to God." I said, "Would surprise me if God moved it." How <laughs> so much confidence she's got, in her daddy. She knows the reality of God's in my life. When we had 9/11. And then planes hit our country and everything, and she was in college, and they locked her down. She couldn't get out of the dormitory. She called me on the phone. I was in Mississippi preaching. She called me, and she said, Daddy, she said, you have something to do with this? I said, well, I don't know if I had anything to do with it. I said, but God showed it to me. I was standing right. On this corner of the platform, our, our, our church in Fort Payne platform was all the way across. I stand right on that corner in like July or August of 2001, about two months. And I heard the voice of President Delano Roosevelt speak. And he said, this day shall live in infamy. And I told the people, I said, God just told me there's fixing to be an attack on the United States like Pearl Harbor. I said, it's going to be a sneak attack and I said it's going to kill several thousand people this time it's going to be on American soil the Lord showed it to me the Sunday before it happened it happened on a Tuesday Sunday before it happened I said our our platform's got steps all the way across it like one step up and there used to be a rail on each side and I was sitting right in the middle and I screamed out for probably 30 minutes America your sins fix and finds you out your sins fix and finds you out Children of God, there's people bound. There's people looking for reality, going through forms, going through doctrines, going through traditions. They can't find nothing. It's time to be up and about the Father's business. And I'm telling you, by the Spirit of God, there is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire fixing to come on us. If we'll set our hearts to seek God, there is a baptism of the Holy Ghost and tongues of fire. And you ain't going to be able to stop this because this Word's going to get in your bones. And it's going to be like Jeremiah. You know what Jeremiah told God. He said, I ain't speaking your word no more. That's what he told him. He said, I ain't speaking your word no more. Oh, I I, I didn't finish this. Let me finish this in Revelation. Verse 22, And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, no craftsman of whatsoever craft, He be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more in, at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived." And God told me that's that spiritual wickedness working in high places to bring people in a spiritual deception that they can't see the reality of God. Y'all don't know what we're up against. We're fighting principalities. We're fighting powers. We're fighting rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. He's got the church bound where she has no power. The rulers of darkness is the workings of witchcraft and sorceries all people in this world want they're greedy they want possessions we've had this prosperity gospel going people have followed after this hand over fist until when we preach like this it makes people shun us when you preach truth it makes people shun you now because it's a spirit of witchcraft it's a seducing spirit it's a spirit of sorcery it's what Moses stood up against in Egypt it's what Elijah stood up against on Mount Carmel it's what Philip stood up against in Samaria stood up against that witchcraft Sorceries still out there. They ain't left. We're up against it. We gotta tear this thing down, and we can't tear it down unless we let the Spirit of God get exercised in us. But I'm going to Jeremiah. I believe it's the twentieth chapter. And I'm fixing to bring this to a close. But man, I feel such a working of the Spirit of God. Can y'all feel this today? Man, I feel this thing walking up down the avenues of my soul. Let me see if I can find this scripture. Jeremiah 20 and verse 8. For since I spake, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. See what Jeremiah said? This word reproached me daily. It was a sore spot with me daily. It caused upsetness in my spirit daily. But verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. Yeah, let me know how that works for you. <laughs> Twenty of Jeremiah. Verse I started at verse eight and I'm in verse nine. Let me know when you're with me. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was where we were forbearing, and I could not stay. In other words, he couldn't hold the word of the Lord in. This thing's gonna get like fire shut up in your bones, children, because you're fixing to be baptized in fire. What we've been waiting on, what I've been waiting on, ninety three. You go to uh, two thousand three, two thousand thirteen, it's twenty, twenty four years, I've been waiting on this vision to come pass. I mean I saw this open vision. I was preaching under my tent in center, Alabama, and God took me out in open vision while I was preaching. And I saw the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire being poured out. In 1993. My son was four years old, and I saw God pour the Holy Ghost out on these college campuses and you know, on people high school age because they got in places, started seeking God. I didn't even think about my son, but now God's opened a door for him where he is, and they just went Tuesday night to their church. And got connected with hundreds and hundreds of people on a college campus. And he said it's going to open the door to all kind of teaching, all kind of prone prayer meetings, all kind of Bible studies. And God told him back in January he was moving him out of Fort Payne and he's setting him right there. And people have disagreed with him. they fought him. They've upset him. They've upset my daughter-in-law. But it wasn't very long after they made the decision to start going to a church there where they live. The Spirit of the Lord fell on me. And I prophesied to him over the phone. And God told him, he said, i put you right there. He said, I'm fixing to baptize that church in the Holy Ghost and fire. And he said, you are going to be the one that's going to have the knowledge of what I'm doing, and you're going to be able to teach them and lead them into a working of my spirit. Don't tell me God don't make preparation. Y'all hearing me? And he said, we went to prayer the other night. I think it's Wednesday night. He said, they have prayer meet for church. Don't last about 10, 15 minutes. He said, but man, he said, I got in that altar and got to pray, And he said, the Spirit of the Lord hit me. And he said, man, that prayer was rolling out of me. He said, I was bellering and squalling and bawling. He said, now, I wasn't talking in tongues. I said, no, that's probably a good thing. I said, because it would put you out. He said, but I was bawling and squalling, and that thing was roaring out of me. And he said, the pastor's usually on his knees praying. He said, sometimes he gets loud. He said, man, that thing hit me. He said, he's walking back and forth across that platform looking at me. He'd walk back across that plow and he look at me, and he knew the Spirit of God was moving in me. He knew there was something different. Because I'm going to tell you, you hear that boy pray? He really gets in prayer, you can tell there's something real in him. You can tell there's something real in him. And God's put him right where he wants him. God's put him right where he wants him. Somebody mocking him, making fun of him, aggravating him. I asked my daughter-in-law, "So, well, how y'all gonna teach people about the Holy Ghost and how to talk in tongues where you're at?" My daughter-in-law just looked at me and said, "We well, ain't. <laughs> We're gonna let the Spirit of God do it. When it's God's time, when it's God's time. It'll happen." See people get constrained in this doctrine. They get constrained. Y'all hearing me? It's time to get out of the box. I preached a message one time in Fort Payne I had a big whiteboard there And I took a dry erase marker and Drawed a big square On the box one Sunday And I said y'all trying to keep God in the box And y'all remember me preaching that I said y'all trying to Hold God in to your doctrines and your teachings I said you better get God out of the box I said because you don't put God in the box We've tried to put God in the box Amen We've tried to put God in the box Y'all appreciate the word today get ready children I'm telling you and I told my wife I said we at home we're going to go to prayer every morning we're going to go to prayer every evening we may even go to prayer every afternoon I said we're going to start seeking God for wisdom of how to walk this out I said because God didn't speak this to me for naught people got to be up and about the father's business these old teachings just coming together a couple of times a week to have service I said it's got to stop I said, because it's stunted God's people's growth and it's hindered the going forth of the kingdom of God because ain't nothing moving you get in car to go to Walmart have you ever gotten your car to drive to Walmart okay if you crank your car up and you pull out to drive when you drive to Walmart it you what 15 10-15 minutes Go out and get in your car. Crank it up. Drive about 50 or 100 feet. Get out and walk back to the house. And then a few days later, go back and get in it and drive it another 50 100 feet. How long is it going to take you to get to Walmart? Long. How long is it going to take us to get into the presence of God and mature and bring forth the gifts and the callings of God that God's placed in us? If we don't get it and go. If we keep trying to do it in stages, and do it in part. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? And that's what we've done. And we've expected God to give us a book of Acts move. There ain't nothing in us to warrant a book of Acts move. Let's go pray. prayer. <laughs> Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the working and moving of your spirit. Lord, I'm asking you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking to the church. Give us, Lord, eyes to see. Give us a spirit of leadership. Order our steps, direct our paths, that thy will be done in each and every life. I give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. How many people and neighbors around you that you'd like to see God touch their life but you never yet one time told them about Jesus? You never yet one time told them about salvation, about the love and the goodness and the working of the Spirit of God? i got a neighbor right next to me. He's from Jamaica. And he's always being real nice to us. He goes to a Jamaican Pentecostal apostolic church And I've been telling him for about a year or longer now, I'm going to come visit his church. I told Lisa, I said, if we go in Tuesday, I said, we're going to get in in time. We're going to get ready, and we're going to that church. I said, I'm fixing to start going to churches. I'm fixing to start going in the homes. I said, I'm putting this thing in action. till God gives me direction, I'm going to start getting this thing in action. It's time to be up and about the Father's business. Amen. How many of y'all believe it's time to be up and about the Father's business? Y'all see what I'm saying? We can't grow without it. We can't grow without it. What did Paul tell us in Hebrews, the fifth chapter? We said, the time has come you ought to be teachers. You need one to teach you again. We'll be the first principles of the oracles of God. He said, because you have, you're have you in need of milk and not meat. Because you're like babes, you're still on the milk, you ain't grown to meat. He said, and yet the time is here, you ought to be teachers. Instead of being teachers, you have nothing to teach you again. You haven't eaten one, to teach you again, because you've not exercised your spiritual senses to discern good and evil. He said, But strong meat belong to them that are what? Full age. Full age. I was at my other grandson's birthday party last week. And I think, I don't know whether it's my daughter in law, somebody was holding him sitting on, was like in a clubhouse. Sit on, the couch right beside, sit on the couch right beside me, and a kid about eight or nine years old come up with solid food and wanted to give it to him. I said, he can't eat that right now. I said, he's not ready. He started eating, but he's still eating soft food because his digestive system ain't ready for solid food. I said, you give him that and he don't know how to chew it. I said, he'll choke. Is God going to be able to give us solid food? Is God going to be able to teach us and lead us? Are we going to put this thing in action? Once at a time come, we ought to be teachers. We have one, need one teach you again. You can't keep teaching the Word of God and keep teaching. You can't teach it. Somewhere it's got to go in action. And we've allowed the doctrines of men to hinder us. And I'm not going to allow them no more. I don't know what God's going to tell me to do, but some fixing change. I can tell you something fixing change. Whether it's in your living room, or it's in this church, or it's on the street corner, something's going change. We're going to lay hold of this thing. It's time to mature. Amen. It's time to mature. Lift your hands and give the Lord a good praise, if you would. I appreciate the Lord today. Okay. Okay. Telling Lord spoke the same scripture to me. Signs, uh, signs in the heavens above, wonders in the earth beneath. The sun be dark and turn the darkness moon into blood. Okay. All right. But I'm telling y'all what the Lord showed me about that sun, about that eclipse. It's going to blot out the old, and as it moves on out, it's going to bring in the new. So you better get ready. Amen. You better get ready. There's change. There's change. Hallelujah, there's change. And there we have a ispa prepare ye, my people, for it shall not be many days that I God shall visit thee. I shall baptize thee. I'm, in the Holy Ghost and the tongues uh, of fire and you shall be endued uh, with fire from on high get thy lives in order get ready uh, for yea I shall baptize thee uh, and thou shall go forth with my word and my spirit and my power and my word shall be like fire shut up in thy bones I shall not contain it uh, get thy lives in order set thy house in order that thou are able to worship me and be forward uh, in the working of my spirit uh, for I God Told thee uh, that I shall suddenly come to my temple. Uh, I come, my children. Uh, I come. Make me room. Uh, prepare the hearts uh, for a visitation uh, of a baptism of fire. Who's now at the door? Yeah. Whew. Hallelujah. Glory. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Get ready, children. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Baba Prepare this temple. Make room in this temple for a baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Ila reba. Here, take this. Baptize. Get it ready for a baptism. Get them ready for a baptism of the Holy Ghost in tongues. Get them ready, Lord. Get them ready. Get them ready, Jesus. Holy be Hallelujah! And I'm gonna give you one for just Get them ready, Lord. yeah for I will, my daughter, baptize. I will baptize thee in the Holy Ghost fire baptism and my word shall be as like fire shut up in thy bones Yea, and I open the door if you shall move by the leadership of my spirit of Bible study I shall break in down the home of the morning of a morning I shall teach my word I shall rise up early and go to prayer and I shall teach my word and I shall begin to draw my neighbors I shall begin to draw those that's never heard my word in the working of my spirit I move in thee my daughter I, thou been patient i has waited I, and now must be right. oh, yeah. hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord for i negate the teaching that's in me my son i bring it to naught for thou' i've been taught many things contrary to what thou are hearing now but I feel the witness of that that I am doing. And I bring forth new life. I bring forth a fire. I bring forth a burning. Yea, think not that I am through with thee. Think not that the ministry is over. For yea, there are many. Yea, that are in thy age bracket that will not hear from younger ministers. I have a place for thee. Seek me. Get ready, for I will send thee forth. And I will all a baptizing of the holy ghost in fire for i prepare thee my daughter step back into thy teaching step back into thy bible studies yea for even the spirit of prophecy shall overtake thee even the spirit of prophecy shall come on thee and overtake thee Yea, and I shall begin to use thee mightily, by my word and by my spirit. For even the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, and I shall find that if I launch forth, I shall use thee greater and greater and greater. And take it not strange, saith the Lord. But I am preparing of thee for a move in the natural. I am preparing for a bigger place. I'm I am preparing, yea, that I can go forward into a into a, a bigger house, into a bigger area. That yea, even thy neighbors thou wilt have room to bring in thirty and forty and fifty people shall come because thy God baptize thee in the holy alcohol in tongues of fire saith the Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus hallelujah thank you Lord come here Lisa thank you Lord thank you Jesus I'm going to give you one for your mama and I'm going to send, send those to Christopher and Whitney. Ula Kayato. For even the spirit of a prophetess does arise in thy bones. Hold not, hold not back, my daughter. For yea, even the spirit of the prophet is the eyes of the church. Yea, I, the Lord, had given thee words. Yea, to lead this church into a Perfection into a greater maturity. Hold not back. Be not insecure. Speak my word when I, like I spoke to you about David and Goliath. The Spirit took you over. You stood boldly and declared my word. This said I've showed you about the strong man. Hold not back. Stand up. Oh, oh, my God, I feel an anointing falling on you right there. I feel an anointing falling on you. she Rabbi utah in jesus name i send a word to you, mama a confidence and a strength is coming on her oh and when you give her that anxious she's going to feel the very fire of the holy ghost christopher and whitney i send the word of the lord to you and i'm telling you there's a wisdom I'm fixing to fall on you and whitney it's not just you son y'all are a team god's put you together a uh, 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 power and a wisdom and a knowledge it's fixing to fall on you about this class and about where God's put you and you're going to see great results as God sends you out in different areas, different prayer meetings, different Bible studies. You're going to see the hand of God move in a wisdom and a strength and an understanding and even the power of the Spirit is going to fall and a great baptism of the Word and the Spirit of God is going to begin to fall on people. Don't worry about the teaching of the old. Don't worry about the tongues. Don't worry for the fruit of the Spirit shall come in and shall begin to change for I the Lord Lord, give thee a sign and I speak it saith the Lord you shall know you shall feel something different and strange in this eclipse I, and my spirit shall move upon you hearken to my voice hear me for even a daily dedication shall break out between you and Whitney I, Whitney worry not about Logan for I shall calm Logan's spirit I, and I shall give thee time in the word I shall give thee time I, to pray and seek me for even I the Lord visit thee I, and I pour out my spirit right now I, I pour out my spirit upon you and I call something new and fresh and I stir your heart to become daily active daily active in my word daily active in my spirit worry not about your job my son for I shall lift the load I I shall lift the vexation and aggravation and I shall give you peace yea follow the leading of my spirit worry not about things of the natural for I usher in a brand new move oh hallelujah Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Lord You start putting words like this on the radio I don't know how long you're going to leave us on there That's alright God may save the owner and give us free time don't never know what God's going to do Amen You don't never know what God's going to do Thank you Jesus Come here Joshua I'm going to give you a handkerchief Don't want to come. Okay, here, brother Donald. Thank you, Jesus. Bring him forth. Amen. I know when I was seven years old, the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, and I knew I wanted to preach from the time I was seven. we see, I didn't know what I didn't know what it's all about. Then I just want to be another Oral Roberts, another A.A. Allen. I just want to preach and have miracles. I didn't realize the load and the responsibility God was going to place on me. Y'all hear me? These prophecies God spoke Friday, they're supposed to be playing at some churches today and yesterday because it gave people direction. And I need all of you, is the live stream still on? I need all of you out there that are listening to this live stream and benefiting from it. I need y'all to send an offering and help us. Because we've got the expense of the internet every month and we've got the expense of the live stream every month. And I need y'all to help us if you would. It would be greatly appreciated if those of you that are listening to this and watching this and it's been a strength and a help to you, send an offering. Send an offering. It would be greatly appreciated. It'd be good if you could help us every month. Help us grow. Help us fight. Help us see. Because something's on the move. Amen. Something's on the move. Can y'all feel something on the move? Can y'all feel the witness of that word about that eclipse? God's on the move. Just don't hold back. Let's move in. Amen. You appreciate the Lord today? You love Him? And if y'all go on YouTube and find our channel and subscribe to it, every time we put something on, it'll notify you that something else has been put on. You can go watch it. We we'll won't have to wait. Amen. You can go watch it. And. Because I may do a Bible study though, Over two or three times a week I'm praying about it I don't know what God's going to have me do But I'm fixing to do something I can't sit still no more Man this thing's like fire Shut up in my bones <laughs> I keep feeling I, 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 I've told you all the time I can feel the word of the Lord right here I can feel that miracle And that deliverance right here Like it's ready to break out Like it's ready to bust forth And I know it's got to be at God's time But I feel like we're at God's time How many of y'all feel like we're at God's time? Amen Hallelujah. I'm going to receive the tithe and the offering. And please, children, I know y'all are helping us. And I feel like everybody's, you know, doing what they can, but.